What Shaken with Shaner presents Psychobob, Psychobob, Psychobob. Psychobob says, Meow. Welcome to another installment of Psycho Bob Says, brought to you by What's Shaken with Shaner. Psycho Bob the Cat is a co-host, producer, and engineer of What's Shaken with Shaner, and he usually has a lot to say. I'm telling you, he never really stops. We are releasing 10-minute episodes in between our larger ones that are based on topics picked and written by Psycho Bob himself. I know, exciting. Find all of the episodes of What's Shaken with Shaner and Psycho Bob Says, head over to our website, shakenshaner.com. That's right, shakenshaner.com, no G in shaken. Before we get too far into this episode, Psycho Bob would like to say, meow you doing, to his two female cat friends, Catalie Portman and Cindy Clawford. Ah, come on, Bob, really? This is just horrible. Today, Psycho Bob says, what's the deal with the crystal skulls? Many of you have seen these in a lot of different references, and the crystal skulls are a number of human skull hardstone carvings made of a clear or a milky quartz rock known in art history as rock crystal. Some members of the New Age movement claim the skulls exhibit paranormal phenomena and have often been portrayed as such in a lot of fiction. Crystal skulls have been a popular subject appearing in numerous TV shows, novels, and video games. Some of the more popular references are the movie Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and the video game series Assassin's Creed. Often they are claimed to be pre-Columbian Mesoamerican artifacts by their alleged finders. However, legends of crystal skulls with mystical powers do not really figure into genuine Mesoamerican or other Native American mythologies and spiritual accounts. Currently, there are four skulls known, and research has been done on these and several studies by four different museums and different researchers. Next, we will jump into a discussion on those and determine if it is possible that they are real ancient artifacts or if they are turds in the litter box of fake shit. Wow, Bob, really? That, that's what we write now? Trade in fake pre-Columbian artifacts developed during the late 19th century to the extent that in 1886, Smithsonian archaeologist William Henry Holmes wrote an article called The Trade in Spurious Mexican Antiquities for Science Magazine. Although museums had acquired skulls earlier, it was Eugene Boban, an antiques dealer, who opened his shop in Paris in 1870, who was most associated with 19th century museum collections of crystal skulls. The crystal skull of the British Museum first appeared in 1881 in the shop of Eugene Boban in Paris. Its origin was not stated in his catalog at that time. 
It is said that he tried to sell it to Mexico's National Museum as an Aztec artifact, but was unsuccessful. Hmm, wonder why. Boban later moved his business to New York City, where the skull was sold to George Sisson. Later, it was sold at auction and bought by Tiffany & Company, who later sold it at cost to the British Museum in 1897. The British Museum catalogs the skull's provenance as probably European 19th century AD and describes it as not an authentic pre-Columbian artifact. It has been established that this skull was made with modern tools and that it is not authentic. One of the three skulls sold by Boban to Alphonse Pinart, sometimes called the Paris skull, has a hole driven vertically through its center. After a series of studies carried out over three months, engineers concluded that it was certainly not pre-Columbian. It shows traces of polishing and abrasion by modern tools. In 2009, researchers published results of further investigations to establish when the Paris skull had been carved. The results of a new dating technique known as quartz hydration dating demonstrated that the Paris skull had been carved later than a reference quartz specimen artifact known to have been cut in 1740. The researchers concluded it was carved in the 18th or 19th century. The Smithsonian skull in the collections of the Department of Anthropology National Museum of Natural History was mailed to the Smithsonian Institute anonymously in 1992. It was claimed to be an Aztec object by the anonymous donor. It was carved using a modern abrasive. Therefore, the Smithsonian has displayed it as a modern fake at the Natural History Museum. Psychobob says, I am not an expert. However, these three skulls do not pass the smell test, literally. <laughs> Perhaps the most famous enigmatic skull was allegedly discovered in 1924 by Anna Mitchell Hedges, the adopted daughter of British adventurer and popular author F.A. Mitchell Hedges. Anna claimed that she found the skull buried under a collapsed altar inside a temple in Lubaton in British Honduras, now Belize. As far as it can be ascertained, F.A. Mitchell Hedges himself made no mention of the alleged discovery in any of his writings. Others present at the time of the excavation recorded neither the skull's discovery nor Anna's presence at the dig. Recent evidence has come to light showing that F.A. Mitchell Hedges actually purchased the skull on October 15, 1943 from London art dealer Sidney Burney. F.A. Mitchell Hedges mentioned the skull only briefly in the first edition of his autobiography, Danger My Ally, in 1954, without specifying where or by whom it was found. He merely claimed it is at least 3,600 years old, and according to legend, it was used by the high priest of the Maya when he was performing esoteric rites. It is said that when he willed death with the help of the skull, death invariably followed. While that was in his first edition of his autobiography, all subsequent editions of Danger My Ally omitted any mention of the skull entirely. In a 1970 letter, Anna 
also stated that she was told by the few remaining Maya that the skull was used by the high priest to will death. For this reason, the artifact is sometimes referred to as the Skull of Doom. Not Dr. Doom for my Marvel comic book fans, but the Skull of Doom. He didn't actually own it, just to be clear. She claimed that the skull could cause visions and cure cancer, and that once, she used its magical powers to kill a man. Really? She, she admitted murder with the skull. <laughs> That's kind of odd, and not much more odd that she said she had a vision and a premonition of the actual assassination of JFK. Anna Mitchell Hedges married a gentleman by the name of Bill Holman in 2002. She died on April 11, 2007, and since that time, the Mitchell Hedges skull has been owned by Holman, and he continues to believe in its mystical properties. In November 2007, Holman took the skull to the Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History for examination. It was examined and described as very nearly a replica of the British Museum skull, almost exactly the same shape, but with more detailed bottling of the eyes and the teeth. It is also believed that most of these skulls were actually carved by a group of German craftsmen during the 18th century. Yeah, hmm, smells a little off, doesn't it? So, hey, everybody, thank you for checking out this installment of Psycho Bob Says, What's the Deal with the Crystal Skulls? As much as I want to believe that the Crystal Skulls could cure cancer and obviously be used for murder, I think it's safe to say that these are not real Mesoamerican artifacts, but indeed are the turds in the litter box of fake shit. I really do want to believe in it, but with all of this evidence we've just talked about, I'm not so sure they are real. I think they're fakes. There may be real ones out there. I don't know. But most importantly, Nerd Herd, what do you think? Are they real or are they fake? We encourage you to give us a review and rating on Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We would also love to hear from you. So drop us a note on our website or send an email to shaner at shakenshaner.com. And remember, there's no G in Shaken. You can also find us on Twitter at Shaken Shaner. Again, no G in Shaken. Until the next time, Psycho Bob says, with the right catitude, anything is possible. And I, Shake and Shaner, say, hey, thanks again. And until the next time, when we again journey into the passion and the madness of the geek, the nerd, and often the absurd. Thanks, everyone.